listening to the Open Wheel Spectacular Podcast. Here is your host, T.J. Buffenbarger. So Dan McCarron, sprint car driver from Michigan, took a break from the driver's seat this week, man. You went you went to your first Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, we did. It was uh it was a great experience. It's cool to always um, you know, go experience something something new, but that was a a whole different level of event that um, you know, we just we got to partake in in all the activities and it was uh it was a great time. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about everything except the racing. Yeah, we'll touch maybe a little bit on it. Well, you know, let's talk about the experience. So it's been so long since I, I've been going to the Nationals off and on since 1995. So I'm so far removed from my first Nationals experience uh, that I kind of wanted to get your take on what it's like, uh, the experience from there. First of all, let's talk about the drive out and see if your experience is like mine. The drive out there is a million times easier when you're coming from Michigan than the drive back. Well, yeah, um, it was easier. We timed it a little better. We left uh, Tuesday night, uh, put the kids to bed, met um, the people we were staying with, um, you know, Brock uh, Gressman and his girlfriend, Laura, um, in Toledo. So we met in Toledo and didn't get rolling out of there until maybe like 930. Um, but it was smooth sailing. I don't think we ever went under 50 on any freeway. Uh, we did get rerouted one time in Iowa for just a, an accident that was um, not that bad, but we think we rolled in about uh, about 4:30. Um, no one was at the campground to let us like to tell us where to go, so we figured it out, parked the camper, and um, and got some sleep. So it was it was smooth sailing. We uh, we did that pretty well. Yeah, and and I kind of did the opposite. I left like pretty early, like just late enough to beat rush hour because I had to time it losing the hour in Illinois because we're on Eastern time and Central time. And, and yep. you know, had to time it. I actually breezed right through. Way back, I think I hit every traffic jam and every construction backup. And I knew what I was in for going out there because I saw, in fact, they even texted you like, hey, there's every, all the backups look like they're going the other way, just so you know. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, we hit a few of them too. And we actually got rerouted like off somewhere uh, near Joliet, Illinois. And um, it tried to route us through a neighborhood oh. with, a sh- with a low bridge. Yeah, so then we, it, we had we to should, stop. We should preface because you're, you guys are taking a fifth wheel or something out there. So that probably, yep, yeah, we took so a fifth wheel camper. Less, yeah, than, so, less, less than ideal. <laughs> yeah, so, less than ideal for that. Yep. So, so we had to loop around a few times. So yeah, the ride home was definitely not as smooth sailing, but um, still, all in all, uh, not, not bad at all. Yeah, and I've never been able to time the ride home, mainly because I never get the I think if I got the bed like right after the races maybe I could squeeze in there and, and maybe get, you know, a good timing, but that's no fun. That's no way to do the nationals. So, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, drive out and drive out and stuff. And, and what was your first impression compared to, cause you, just to give preface, you've been to the tournament of champions back in 2004, but what was your impression yeah. when you first woke up to Knoxville, Iowa, full of campers and, and not empty, like it was like the weekend before the nationals. Yeah. I mean, so, it's been so long. I can't remember really what it was like, but I will say that it was the, the amount of people parked in people's yards and driveways and just campers thrown everywhere is kind of hilarious. Um, and like, everyone's good with it uh, because 
it's the nationals week and everyone just deals with it. So like huge rigs parked in, you know, like small driveways and people just hanging out. So, uh, that was what, that was Wednesday, uh, that we, you know, saw all that to begin with. And it was like, man, this is, uh, this is pretty serious. So it was, it was a little eye opening there. Yeah. Now, did you ever get off of highway 14 and go like into town, like through the back roads at all? Cause that gets real. Cause every, yeah. every house in that every house, like as far as I can see back through town has someone parked in their yard. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So we did end up going through town a couple times. Um, you know, we'll probably get to it later on this, in, in, in this, but, um, we did end up going through town a couple times and, and cutting some back ways and, that's like they're just campers everywhere. Like every single person that has a parking spot sells it. And so, if you, yeah, I, um, it's, insider it's tip too: if you want to get into town, don't take Highway 14. Like get off that and go, you know, somewhere. Yep. <laughs> go a different way because as the week goes on, Highway 14 becomes a mess. And uh, yeah, and how many times did you almost get run over, or run into by an electric someone on an electric scooter this week? So <laughs> actually, none. Okay. Um, we did a pretty good job of of. You know, our, our timing wasn't the same as, as some people's. Okay. Um, so we didn't, you know, we didn't hit the mass crowds all the time. Oh um, you know, we didn't, we didn't, uh, didn't almost get hit by anybody in electric scooters. But um, we actually lost. I, I guess we did have one little snap, but we lost an electric bike on the way out there. The bike rack bent from how heavy it was. Like our fault. We just, I, we, it was late. We put it on. We strapped it on. Um, but it ended up falling off, so we were we were short one electric bike on the. You know what's uh, funny on the trip. So on the way out, I saw someone with a bike rack on a fifth wheel, and they were the last bike at the end of the bike rack had fallen off, and the front wheel was just spinning at seventy miles an hour. It was the only thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, that's not gonna. That's not good. I just, I'm like, yep. and that and that dude with the fifth wheel. I mean, I was doing seventy five, and that fifth wheel was holding oh, me. I'm like, that's faster. Than yep. I, I'd pull it, but hey, you know. <laughs> Whatever. So now one other cool aspect of this is you got to play with your side business a little bit and full disclosure, you, you become an advertiser for a month just to try things out. But, uh, uh, you, yep. you had some business purposes out there with MSP mounts, you know, so you've started as a side business making these GoPro mounts, you know, how did you get into that? Yeah. So I, 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 I didn't think any good mounts existed. And I thought I, I could come up with something that would work and, and be functional. So um, I made myself a couple mounts. I was put on my cars. I never thought about selling them. And a gentleman from Atomic Speedway, Zach, was saw and was like, hey, your mount was, was great looking. Could I buy one off of you? Well, sure, I'll make you one. I'm, I don't know. I'll get all the parts, I guess, figure it out. So I sold him one. And then um, he wanted another. And then I just sent out a message to people I knew, like, um, through social media, like, hey, does anybody want these? I, I've made a few. I don't know. Let's, like, do people want these? And the answer was yes. People did want them. There's no great solution for um, mounting cameras on some of the bars in our cars that are different angles. Like, you can't point it where you want. You can't get the angle you want. You can't get the view that you want of your hands. So we put together these, these mounts, and that was, like, early 2021. Um, and through a lot of development, um, finding better parts, finding what works better, different custom parts that we've had machined or laser cut um, to, to really make it stout. We've really come up with a, a great solution and had some, uh, some really, really good success with, with people like Flow Racing, who uses them on all the midgets and um, you know, has them when they do videos or, or specials. Those are the mounts they use. Um, Swindell Speed Lab 
you know, uses all of our mounts as well, um, as well as just, just we've sold hundreds and hundreds of these. So they're everywhere. I think I was on every single winning um, Chili Bowl midget car besides the A-Main Saturday nights. Um, and we've now made it to the A-Main of the Knoxville Nationals and the A-Main of Kings Royals. It's just crazy. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to, to kind of fill a, fill a void. But out in Knoxville, went around, um, sold a few to people who had said, hey, get with me while I'm out here, um, and just talked to people about them and, um, you know, was just hoping to, hoping to, to drum up a little bit more, um, you know, excitement from people who I don't see every week. Um, I have a great local following at uh, Attica and Fremont and the GLSS, but uh, getting with some of the locals from Knoxville and some of the other World of Outlaw teams, um, you know, trying to get their interest as well. And no better place to do it. So if you want more information on that, mspmounts.com, mspmounts on Facebook and Twitter. You can get more information. You can order one right off the website. I'm telling you, it's a great product. You're going to want to use it. The Overwhelm Spectacular Podcast doesn't take place without our great sponsors on tjslabways.com. All-Star Performance, Dirt Track Nation, the Mark Strepko Memorial taking place August 19th at I-96 Speedway, featuring the Great Lakes Super Sprints and Great Lakes Traditional Sprints, MSP Mounts, and MPD Racing. Thank you again for your support. More with Dan and I about the Knoxville Nationals coming up. Back to what we really, uh, you and I. So one of the first things you you texted me is, hey, I'm going to the Nationals. And for some reason, you asked me where you should go eat. I have no idea why you would ever ask me that. And that's well, that's, sarc- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it could be anything, right? It just, you know, you're yeah, here. Exactly. So, I mean, and you were an interesting case because when most, like if a race fan comes up to me and asks me, well, what do you want to do with the Nationals? I can go, oh, you want to do this, 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 this. You know, and Knoxville is an interesting case because it's one of the few races where I see as many drivers that are active or retired walking around as I do that are participating. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. if I ran, I swear I ran to a hundred different drivers this week that weren't even in a racing suit there. And yep. but it's a little different animal because I mean, I, I, there's certain things I don't want to point you to and stuff. And and so I, I had to think about it with you for a little bit. Now, I, I have to ask, how were the dining recommendations I gave you? So they were, they were, they were a plus, um, the, I will say, you know, um, chronologically, so here's, here's kind of how we did it. We went to, uh, to the Cattlemen's, um, on, on Wednesday and did the ribeye. And that was, that's amazing. Yeah. That I did that twice, by the way, I did that. Uh, we might've too. Yeah. I I did that (laughs) twice because, uh, and I did it on Saturday too. And, uh, the other thing is, uh, thumbs up to the cattlemen, by the way, for staying up open till 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday because Knoxville's turned into a food desert at night <laughs> for the Nationals. Yeah, uh, no kidding. It was, like the, it was like the pizza place and cattlemen, and I really didn't see a whole lot else open. And I'm like, ooh. And one day I wanted to get, like, munchies. I couldn't find anything. So I, uh, yep. by, by Saturday we had depleted the munchies and that was not a good thing. So hats off to them for staying open. So we grab a bite to eat after the races. Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, that would, that would have been Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so we, we did that. And then, um, Thursday, Oh man, I, I can't remember. I know it's been uh, a long week, man. I mean, you know, I can tell you. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I might get a little out of order here, but. Yep. So, oh, Thursday was the, the chicken after the races. So we oh, went yeah. to the, the, the chicken grill. Um, I'll preface this with, with we went to Jason's sides every night as yes. well. So, you know. There's not much was, food involved there. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, there, no, is. there is. I so figured the first it... night he had, 
dirty rice and chicken. Oh, really? Which was awesome. That yeah. was great. Um, the second night they had uh, burritos, and, and those were were very good. The third night was um, so this has been Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday night they had breakfast, which was probably the worst meal they had back there. Really? I'll be honest. See, it that's wasn't crazy because I'm normally so. a breakfast after the racist guy, you know, so that's interesting. Yeah, but this, it just wasn't great. It, it was, it was better than catered food, but not as great as the other food. Okay. He had. But so. uh, now circle back to the chicken barbecue code. Cause this is funny. Cause this is the year I swore I was finally going to go to the chicken barbecue. I've been to either 17 or 19 nationals. I lost track of the number, but and I've never been to that chicken barbecue. I'm going to go to that chicken barbecue. What happens? Austin McCarl wins the poll, and Tasker Phillips gets in the race, and and then we also had J.J. Hickle get in, and I had three stories to write. So uh, my chi- my chicken barbecue went, you know, s- sticky barbecue fingers don't work well on keyboards, so I passed. Yeah, well, so I will say, so we uh, that would have been Thursday night. So we yes. went to the race. Then we went to yep. Dingus just to just to make sure that everything was still, you know, and in, make sure the building was there. still standing, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we we took care of that. Yep. Um. And um. And we uh. You know, made sure everything was good there. Then we went to the chicken barbecue and, and um, grabbed some chicken, which it comes straight off that grill. Like it is, Ooh. it is uh, much too hot. Like oh, it, I. Be but prepared. that's when you want it though. It's right off yeah, the grill, you know, man. I, you don't want to sit. Not. Not like right off the grill though. It was like burn your hands hot. Like it was, it was dangerous. See, so, no, so see, no, I see. It sounds like something. Sounds like insider tip. Maybe bring a plate. Might yeah, be a bad and, idea. and they make you grab them with um, paper towels. Okay. So, so. at at least at, at two thirty in the morning, they might have had some plates to start. Yeah, uh, but, they but yeah. Uh, so, well, so let's recommend like bring a plate. We'll add that to our insider tips. Yep. My other insider. Yep. My other insider tip: go to Dingus on Tuesday night. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, before everyone gets into town, you can kind of hang out. It's a little more chill, you know, a little more room. It's not depending on what level of crazy you want. I guess that's maybe forty-year-old me has a different answer than twenty-year-old me would have been. But yeah, like, I will tell you this though: like, there's different levels in the dingus, right? Like, you can be right in in the madness. Yes. That's, I mean, if you want to be in there, we didn't really do that very long. We did that for like ten minutes one night, and then just we moved outside. Um, and, and hung out outside every other night and you can find some room. It was never packed all the way in front of the pizza place. So, um, you know, if you don't want to be, you know, right on top of the crowds, you can, um, get outside and, and do your own thing, which we did. So that's the other thing I'm disappointed is I, I have not tried that pizza place yet. I know you did, but I have not. Yeah. Pizza place. Great. Highly recommend. It was amazing. Um, I think we got it. We got it two nights um, from from the dingus, so oh, wow. or from you know there. So yeah, that's um, perfect. It was highly recommended. Get it like an hour before you want to leave. Really? Like order it, and they'll keep it warm, and then you can grab it and walk out. Yeah. Now, did you did you go? You guys went to town once, right? Because I was in town twice. Like actual. Now yeah. when we ta- now for the, if you've never been to Knoxville, the racetrack's kind of on the outs. It's on the edge of town. Kind of. I mean, not quite the edge. But I mean, it's it's removed from the downtown. It's not downtown. No, it's not, it's not downtown. downtown. Right. There's a place that they refer to as the square, which is downtown. Which, by the way, has actually seen a nice little resurgence lately. A couple of years, like even five years ago, 
the square was looking pretty rough. I mean, it was pretty depleted. There weren't many businesses down there. And I was really happy to see a lot of businesses coming back down there. There's a lot of local restaurants down there. There's a couple of nice little bars. And uh, I, I know you found, you went to one that actually was recommended from a friend of mine. Right. And um, so so we went to, it's 111, right? Yep. That was the name of it. Yep. Um, and we got kind of a, just some appetizers, right? You know, some some like bar type food. And then I got mussels. I, I'm a, I love mussels. It's just, we've been eating, yeah. And you know, we you eat food that you're at the racetrack. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, mussels is, is, I feel like that. So, um, got the mussels. It was great. It was in a white wine, butter, chili flake. Um, oh, dude, you know, yeah. it was awesome. Absolutely. It was awesome. Like top level food. Now the thing I did downtown is I went to the block party. That was put together. AMP okay. uh, Pub anchored it there, the Atlantic Pacific Pub, which is they have a little bit of food, but they're known for their cocktails. A little more of an upscale cocktail bar in town. Great party! It was absolutely one of the coolest. Now, what night was that? That was Tuesday night, actually. That was Tuesday. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was Tuesday night before yep. the races. They had cars down there. They had classic cars. They had bands and all kinds of stuff down there. It, it, you know, and it was it was stellar. It it was a beautiful night to be out too. And that was the other thing too. Every evening was really nice. I thought. Yeah, the Wednesday was hot during the day, yeah. um, for sure. Yeah, by me, but, I mean, but even, after the sun went down though. Every night was beautiful. Yeah, every night was like 70s, beautiful, just, you know, uh, T-shirt and shorts. So, um, oh, back to the 111, though, TJ. Yeah, yeah. I ran into Kendra in 111. No so, kidding. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, who, that's who she did recommend in it. So. with her family and was like, yeah, I actually used to have the apartment above here. Oh, okay. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah, I, I had like two or three options I was going to give you for something a little more upscale, a little different. And I know she, because of living there for so long, I was like, hey, you know, which which one of these would you pick? And that's that's one of them she gave me. And I was like, oh, this looks about well, dance. Well, she chose it again. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. So there you go. But yeah. Now, let me go back to my notes here a little bit and see what else I did, because otherwise it, it becomes a blur for me. See, my my experience is so different than everybody else's. Um, did you do rib shack? I did not this time, but I've done no, enough to, you know, I didn't. It, it, I didn't. It, Everyone that I talked to was like, I mean, here's the other thing is, is I try to get stuff that I can't get at home. Well, that's so the thing I didn't too. Yeah. Well, I, rib shack to me is always my solid, usually go to like on a race evening if I want something different. Mm. But this year I was anchored to some stories a lot earlier than I wanted to. So I unfortunately didn't get over there because I could use some mac and cheese, but you know, it's solid. I mean, you can, you know, it's a solid meal while you're out there and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, and it, well, I know I can't ask you about breakfast because every time I texted you, you're getting up at one o'clock. So I, I, I mean, that was like the earliest. Um, <laughs> our sleep schedule got thrown off real bad. We saw oh, the sunrise, I think, dude, three my, days. My so. meal and sleep schedule is still so goofed up. It's not even funny. Yeah. First of all, like I, yeah. like I had lunch at three, like three o'clock today. That's when it felt normal to have lunch. I went, like, I just can't do. It. I got to figure out a way to get back on this normal meal schedule because I'm like, I'm like eating lunch like an hour before i'm making dinner yeah there you <laughs> it's, go it's kind of yeah, no, sure now i have to give a shout out to christy peterson checkered flag concessions over at the racetrack though because they basically end up feeding a, a pretty large city for four nights and actually when no you think about it, southern iowa City, you know the logistics of that and it's just the deal of like grumpy hot angry race fans at times and everything else and i'll tell you what i there have been years at knoxville working there where I put my food orders and stuff. And like when you're working in the press box, like you put your food order in, and then they bring it back to you. 
uh, that oh. sometimes that some yeah I know I know it's what the one perk right you know it's like <laughs> not that not that yeah it's kind of bougie I know but it's like but you know I tip well by the way and and by I always do that and there were years where man you didn't know if they're going to show back up or not previous to uh, oh. CFC running it they were man I had hot food all week and uh, the you know so here's the debate you know you and I were talking about this a little bit best concession item at the racetrack. I want to know what your thoughts so, are. Um, I would say, you know, so in the track, they got a taco salad that was pretty good yeah. um, that, that, that my wife, Kate, really liked. The tenderloin's the star. And I think part of it is because we don't see those here. Like, how many places around you in the Detroit area have a, a decent tenderloin sandwich? Probably yeah, you. I don't think any. I've no, never seen exactly. it. Grand Rapids, like, unless you go to a Culver's, which is, you know, eh, it's all right. But, I mean, literally, right. there isn't a place around here that does that, okay? So, uh, that is my go-to usually there because, if I, in fact, I seek them out whenever I can in Iowa because it's the only time I get them, you know? And that's the thing. See, and, I, I see so that's the one, that, that and the chicken bites. I did. We tried a tenderloin sandwich mm-hmm. from um, from one of the stands, the one right across from Hawaiian Grill. Yeah, see, now I just and did the concession stand one, but yeah, I didn't even know. Maybe, the, I, yeah, I did not uh, do the it one. Wasn't, in, it wasn't great. Yeah, I did not do the one in the in the in the grounds. But I mean, you could. And what's funny so, is, like, you and I did all the seating, and we barely scratched the surface on the street food. I mean, like, right? You right, could, you know, you so. could go to the Nationals, eat a different meal every day if you really wanted to, and you're still only going to get through about a third of it <laughs> maybe yeah, and, and then know? also on top of that you know we brought a smoker and smoked our own uh, pork butt one of the nights we started at around three in the morning um and uh we ate it about you know we ate it for dinner the one night See, that's stellar oh, that's that a great idea though thursday night yeah. that's why that's why i couldn't remember what we did we had yeah, actually, pork actually night, made so. so my thing was our i stay in a house at knoxville i've stayed with the same family for almost a decade now and Great people. And we, one of the things we do, we always have a cookout on Friday afternoon. We have lunch, kind of, I call it dinner. We have like dinner, like lunch, dinner, halfway between. So we do that. And then we have breakfast on Saturday morning together. You know, it's just something we do as a group because we all go our different ways and everything. We don't get to visit enough. And they like the, they like the community of it. So we actually do that. It's a lot of fun. And for, so I, this year I changed up my meat plan and I went to the fairway grocery store, which is on the far, other end of town towards Walmart, a little tiny grocery yep, store. We drove all the way down there to check it out. Yep. Oh, oh my word. That meat counter is legit. <laughs> it is like, yep. it is, I would put it against just about any other meat counter here in Grand Rapids and it would probably stand up or bury it. I mean, I went there and I was, and I was lucky enough to meet the, uh, the manager on duty at the time for the meat department. I, I, he, he actually picked my steak out for me. I said, I want something that's not, cause I was growing a large group, so I didn't want to get like a tri-tip or anything. It was going to take like half a day or an hour you know, to yep. cook. So he's like, here, go with this. And I got a sirloin strip that was, oh, it was so good. It was it was absolutely awesome and and Dan I sent you a picture of our grill and and you, you exactly you saw what we were grilling so I mean yeah it, yep. was, it, was it looked awesome it oh, looked awesome yeah if if we had a, like a traditional grill I think we would have done a similar but um with the grill we had it was it, we had just had a, a smoker, smoker yeah so. it's a little different animal and stuff but I mean if you're looking to go to Knoxville that's where you go right there you know and 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 we should preface this with none of this is endorsed like this is all like just you know, we're not getting 
a kickback Roman any of this fine, stuff at all. Right? Yeah, yeah just... exactly. <laughs> this is legitimately what we did the entire time at the Nationals. What's the what's the most unique experience you probably had? I guess you're going to say everything after the race is probably in turn three, but uh, what's like the most yeah. off the track unique experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that you can tell us on air. Uh, the most unique kind of like lasting experience maybe you had that wasn't on the racetrack or something that happened in town or you know something that didn't require something that didn't involve the food or the racing. What was the one thing that may have been a lasting impression you know i don't think it was like a single moment i think it's just that there's this tiny town in iowa and there's not a lot there and for this week every year it transforms into this mecca of sprint car racing and being in the sprint car world i couldn't we couldn't walk 10 feet without knowing somebody it was like it was it's just you know everybody Everyone's there to have a good time um, camping. Obviously, there's not many hotels, but it's just I think it's the the atmosphere that I just haven't experienced at a race. I've been to Kings Royal to watch once. I've ran a bunch of Kings Royals. Yeah. That you don't get the experience well, when you're racing. It's just a different experience. It's not the yeah. same. I mean, it's still a huge race. It's a great time, but it's you know they're like apples it takes and oranges. Over the whole town. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like El- Eldora is like a uh, literally a corn cornfield that turns into like a city, where this is an yep. actual city that turns into a metropolis. That's <laughs> what it yep. ends up coming yep. and into. Then, and then I, I will have to. I mean, you have to bring up turn three, right? So, like I said, sidebar and grill. There's not just sidebar and grill now. Oh, it's like no. the whole no, it's, area it, over there. It's crazy. Like it's it, there's stuff and, going on all over the place. I that's this year the way the media parking worked. That's kind of I had to walk through there to get back there and. Uh, it, uh, it, it made me really wish I w- didn't have things to do. <laughs> that yeah, way. I mean, it was it was just the, the I don't, um, it's it's organized chaos. Yeah. That's the best way. It's organized chaos everywhere, and um, I can't believe it's taking me this long to get out there. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm Dan. I'm glad you had a great time. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, you know, I, it's interesting to see. And thank you for the tips. You yeah. know, I mean, we we got to do some stuff that. Uh, we we wouldn't have done so yeah. so I, I appreciate the, the the you know heads up on some things. No, it's no problem, man. And thank you for your perspective because, like I say, I'm so far removed. I always say to people, I'm kind of jealous when they get to do certain things for the first time in sprint car racing because I've been doing it for so long. Like, literally, been going to the races since I was like three two or three so like i don't have these first time experiences very often or they're so far removed like the 20 30 years removed from it i can't really you know i can't really judge what that first time was like so it's kind of cool to have someone on to describe you know what it's like and stuff so uh yeah now yeah, now yeah. briefly on track what did you think of the racing you know i thought saturday night was excellent first of all and, saturday night was amazing friday night was great as well they obviously had the track very wet Wednesday, which I wonder if they got it as wet Thursday just to try to have the same type of points so that guys weren't, I I don't know, it almost was like, well, it was so wet Wednesday, they had to make it so wet Thursday so those guys couldn't go eight to first in heat races. Um, That's what I thought. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm not saying conspiracy, I'm just saying I wonder if that's how they wanted it to be. Yeah, I, um, I think it's the just, hard knocks. Was, I think part of it is just trying to keep it wet for the week, so Saturday turns out good. I mean, yeah, you maybe. Know, yeah, and I they know better than I do. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. To me, Wednesday's always a little narrower than Thursday. It was just a big stream this year. 
you know, to me that was more, and I wrote about this in the takeaways and stuff. I thought it had more to do with the track dropping off and just who ended up in spots 21 through 40 for the heat races. You weren't going to pass them. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah there was exactly. The heavy hitters. And, and, you know, so it was, it was, it was odd to see all those charts that you guys in the media were putting up of like, these are the guys who made heat races or who, you know, made features. It was like, if, if you qualified up front, it was a tough, tough that was a call. very impromptu decision after the second heat race on Wednesday, by the way, that was a, that was a okay. made graphic on the fly using word and some screenshots because that was not a planned exercise. But it was super helpful. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I was just doing that and I'm like, holy cow i see a trend here and i'm like i wonder how many of these yeah. guys are actually going to make it and i'll be darned it, it, you know that turned out to be a very useful i think that's going to be part of our strategy going forward is because um that's going to be part of it you know going forward with that because people seem to dig that that was a good part of the coverage but you know what though we yeah. get saturday night the cream wrap rose to the top again you know everyone's right. everyone's hot takes on oh we need to throw the format out and we need changes and yeah, yeah i'm like just wait till saturday night they'll all end up in the well, all the guys who all the guys who were supposed to make it for the most part maybe with a couple outliers made it yeah, all the and, great great guys are at the front and, and um and or they got know, there if you're like awesome. dying shots who dropped back to 11th and then drove back to win the thing or something like that you yeah. know or shuhart who drove from the b main to the podium i mean right or, or larson you know to the front to the back back to the front and it was you know i mean i think i think him blowing a tire probably start stops the whole thing from just him stinking it up again. No, but, I don't know. Um, I, think, I don't know. The 15, uh, the 15, I, yeah, it's been lying in wait for two weeks. <laughs> it just, I had that I feeling. And I, I was like, so happy to see Donnie win that. I oh. just, uh, I love the way Donnie races. I love the way that they do things. And, and, um, I, I just, as a racer, we see things a little differently than fans. And, um, you know, I think Donnie is just, the the guy who everyone looks up to is how to race people and, and how to treat people and on the racetrack and, um, and, and to see him just roll the middle bottom, like, you know, old time Donnie. And, uh, that was, that was just awesome to be there and, to witness. And I think it's turning for fans too. Cause I mean, he's going through the Steve Kinzer cycle of winning a lot, right? So it's 45 now. Okay. So he's on the, let's be realistic. He's on the latter end of his career. He would even admit that at this point. And I yep. think, you know, a few years removed of him winning, I thought in everything he's gone through with his dad and everything else, you know, I think he got a, what I thought was a very warm reception when he won. And, and it wasn't all just, Oh, Donnie again. I think the people that really appreciated the sport, you know, I think there's enough of them there and there are enough cheers and people that truly appreciated his talent at this point, because it's yeah. a little easier to do so when you're going out there and you know, he, he's not going to win maybe every single race, every single year. You know, I mean, when you're a race fan, that's kind of how it goes. It's the Steve Kinzer cycle of fandom, right? Yeah. So right now yeah. I think you will see him probably. And you know what? The other thing from media person he was as engaged and as inviting in that press conference setting as he normally is in a one-on-one -on -one setting. He's one of the best one-on-one -on -one interviews in sprint car racing. I mean, you can get him when he is not at work, right? He is one of the best ones yep. there is. And we got that in that setting. We've never had that in that setting. It's usually we get we would get Don like, I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm not focusing on this. You know, it's that, you know, yep. I can focus on this when I'm retired. That is not the nice well, shots think, we I think one of the big things he said said that in i think he feels now that he you know has been a minute since he won one is 
you never know when it's going to be the last one and you need to embrace it and celebrate it. Exactly. Like, and, he yeah, gets it now. Yeah, he th- gets it. I think so. he, I think, well, <laughs> when you win that many of them, you can kind of go, yeah, I've maybe done this a few times. <laughs> so, but it yep. was, it was an yep. excellent week, man. So, uh, well, awesome. Well, yep. Hey, so what do you got on tap this weekend? Where are you going? So we're going to end up, um, racing Attica Friday. Um, I have a crew member, um, Brian Darling, whose dad is sponsoring the night. So we are going to truck to Attica with the 410 to uh, help support that night for him and his family. Um, they live literally a stone's throw from Attica. Um, his brothers are on-track workers at Attica. So we are going to go support that show this weekend. And then uh, I think we have a week off. Um, and then I'm not really sure about the week after that. I'm, I'm not that far ahead. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm going to I-96. I think, you know, my, my schedule has changed quite a bit because of the uh, the Great Lakes points tightening up a little bit. There's a lot of reader interest in that. So um, Friday, possibly Saturday, my grandmother's 99th birthday party is Sunday morning up in northern Michigan. So that's obviously Got important. It. But I don't know. I don't know. And there's also day job stuff that comes into play on Saturday morning. So we'll see if I get out the Butler on Saturday. I want to because it's GLSS only. I'd like to. I'd like to go there, so that kind of makes it a little more tempting to go. So I might be doing two nights of the local scene after uh, Knoxville yeah. and kind of get – I usually do that, though. Two nights of the local scene after going to Knoxville, get nice sleep in your own bed. It'd be, it's great to travel to another race, but after a week after that, I'm like, okay. With the, with the real job and everything, it's like, okay, let's get back into the groove and everything. So Yep. yep. Right, so well, we weren't going to race this weekend, so it's kind of going to be a little bit of a scramble for us, but uh, – you know, he was like, Hey, let's, let's go do this. So, um, you know, he helps us out a lot. He's there every night. He doesn't have to be, it's, um, just to, uh, to help support him. So we're going to go race Brian Darling's dad's race. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, Dan, I appreciate the time, you know, taking out to get ready for that race and, uh, continuing to, uh, try to get your sleep schedule on normal and squeezing us in. And, uh, best, yeah, best of luck this weekend. Again, MSP mounts, you know, make sure to look them up on the internet. Facebook, Twitter, they're all on there. Order one. I'm telling you, this is the product you need if you uh, want your GoPros and everything else to look good. You want that footage for the, to put up and get your you know attention grabbing online or your on, in-car stuff. Dan can hook you up with that. So, Thank you, TJ. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good evening. All right. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Open Wheel Spectacular.